praise Jesus uh, and welcome to this day's devotion. My name is Eliakim Nyandiko and before we begin, let us pray. Father, we thank you, we bless you, we glorify you. Thank you, our Lord, for giving us another day, another opportunity to be in your presence. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the power, all the majesty, all the adoration we give unto you, for you are worthy to receive them, O oh God. We thank you, our Father and our God, because you are the most high God. You are lifted above all, O oh God. Your throne is above every other throne, O oh God. So we come at your feet, O oh King of kings and Lord of laws, you know, God, bringing our lives and surrendering unto you, O oh Father, because you are our all in all, O oh God. So, Father, even as we meet, even as we share your word, even as we pray together, we pray, Lord, that you will minister to each and every one of us, O oh God, meeting us at our very points of need. How we love you, how we worship you, and how we adore you. For in Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. Welcome to the devotion. My name is Eliakim Nyandiko. By the grace of the Almighty God, I am an elder in Crisco City Church, Kitisuru, where we minister together. Uh, today, uh, I would like us to uh, share together on a subject that I've entitled, Be Engaged in the Battlefield. Be Engaged in the Battlefield. And uh, to lead us in that, I would like us to read from the Word of God, from a portion of scripture, uh, which is found in 2 Samuel chapter 11. Uh, we will read from verse 1 all the way to verse uh, 6. So let us read it together. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman um, washing. The woman uh, was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, she is Bathsheba. Uh, the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him and slept with her. Now she was purifying herself from her monthly uncleanliness. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David saying, I am pregnant. So David sent this message, uh, this word to Joab. Send me Uriah the Hittite, and Joab sent him to David. Um, I would want us to stop there for now, uh, but it is a story that we know of uh, the time that the kings would normally go to battle. That was the time of spring. Uh, geographically, those who have uh, studied a little bit of geography, uh, we know that uh, spring as a season comes after winter. And so we see uh, that during the winter, basically it is a time when it is very cold, uh, places you will find snow, maybe movement would be very difficult in those days. 
because uh, they didn't have the motorized systems as we do have today. And therefore, those days you would find movement during winter. It was dark. The daylight was much shorter and it was much darker. So when spring normally comes, uh, you would find it is the time that the snow has disappeared. And you find that if there are trees, they begin uh, to bloom and they will bring the nice flowers. Everything looks to be springing back to life and everything looks very good. And so that was the time that many kings would normally go to battle. And as we have normally read the story of David, David was one man who would always lead his army into war. Uh, you can remember the story of the Philistines, how David fought the Philistines, how he fought the many uh, enemies that were surrounding uh, Israel. So we find that David himself was a man uh, who himself was a warrior, and many times he would lead uh, the armies of Israel into battle. So it did not sound like it was really David, unlike David who would lead his team. This time around, we find that David is staying behind and sending Joab and the army to go to war. Uh, and we see that uh, Joab has led the army. He have defeated the Ammonites. Uh, Joab has led the army and they besieged this city called Rabbah. And now uh, David, one of the evenings, he wakes up, uh, must have been sleeping during the day and takes a stroll onto the roof of the palace. And here David sees a woman bathing and he inquires, and after inquiring, he's told uh, she's Bathsheba, and he's given even more information about who the father is and even who the husband is. So David had all the information uh, about this woman called Bathsheba. So uh, I would like to say that, uh, uh, maybe just uh, first of all, just to say that uh, the springtime, uh, just speaking figuratively, we can say that it is a time that everything springs to life. It is a time after winter. It is a time that comes after darkness. So even in our lives, sometimes we find ourselves maybe having gone through difficult times, dark times in our lives. And then we find ourselves reaching a time when we can see light, when things look to be blooming and springing up in our lives. And so you find maybe uh, you, you had been really struggling, maybe financially, and you reach a time that you find, okay, now maybe you can buy some of the things that you are lacking. You find maybe your business was struggling and the business has uh, maybe caught up and it is now doing well. Maybe you have children, they were going to school, you are having issues with the school fees, and then now you find an opening has come through. And therefore, that time that an opening has come through for you, there is a tendency for people to relax in their lives. And so uh, they might, maybe you have gotten a promotion in place where you are working, maybe you've gotten leadership role in, in whatever you are doing. And there can always be that spirit of complacency or that tendency to relax because you see things are getting better, things are going well, things are they're looking up, uh, so to speak. And so we find David, it is springtime, 
And unlike him, uh, who would always lead this team in the battle, this time round we find that David has not gone to the battle. He has not gone to be engaged in the battlefield with the other soldiers the way he used to do. And it was springtime. And so David decides uh, to remain behind. And as he remains behind, uh, he takes a stroll in the evening uh, to the roof. You know, a roof is a place which is raised and it looks like he could see very well and see what was happening around him. And as he looks around, uh, he is seeing uh, this particular uh, woman bathing. And so because he did not go to the battle, because he was just taking a stroll and lazing around, so to speak, he is seeing this woman bathing and now temptation starts to come into his life. So I would like to challenge us maybe first of all, uh, maybe we have been engaged in some things in our lives, uh, but we have reached a point whereby instead of still getting engaged in the things of God, because we know we are in the battlefield, as the children of God, we are in the battlefield. And you know, you can reach a time in your life, I can reach a time in my life, whereby I relax and I feel maybe other people can now go and do it, you know, you reach a point whereby you feel, okay, I don't need to pray the way I used to pray. I don't need to engage that gear the way I used to engage it. I don't need to pray hard the way I used to pray. I don't need to fast as, as much as I used to be. I don't need to do all the good things that I used to do. You know, I don't need to give the way I used to give. And so you reach a point whereby you feel you might not need to engage in those high gears that you used to engage in, that you don't need to lead the way you used to lead. And so you find that maybe because of what you have gotten, maybe you feel you have reached a certain status and therefore you can relax because things are looking up, because you feel you are in the springtime. And so instead of going to lead, instead of going and engaging still in the battlefield, you find you withdraw and you relax. And therefore, in the time when we relax, in the time that we become complacent, that is the time when we feel we are taking a stroll in our lives. When we are relaxing, you feel, okay, I've been going to church every other Sunday. I want to relax this Sunday. I have been you know, doing all these many things. And so I would like to take a back seat. I would like to relax. Maybe God called you into a ministry and you have been working very hard in this ministry, but you reach a certain time, you see some breakthrough in your life, some blessings come into your life. And then you say, I want to relax this time round. This time round, I don't want to go to that meeting. This time round, I don't want to go to church because it is COVID time and even your age, age-wise, you are not in the bracket that has been excluded. Even from uh, maybe you don't have any underlying conditions, but you just feel I need to be at home. I don't need to be in a place where people are worshiping. And so you reach a point that you feel you need to take a stroll. You need to take uh, uh, just some, some backseat and have a rest. But we see that was the time as David 
was strolling on the roof. Uh, he was in that high place. This is the time, uh, the time that he didn't go to the battle. That is the time that the enemy planned for him to fall. It is that time when he didn't go to battle. It is that time when you don't pray. It is that time when you don't read the word of God. It is that time when you don't involve in prayer and fasting. It is that time that you say, I will not give this time. Everybody understands my situation. I have been leading in all these prayers, in all this giving, in all doing all these things, in the construction, in doing all the things of God. And so you say, I want to take a back seat. I want to rest this time round. And that is the time that the enemy will bring a temptation into my life. That is the time that the enemy will bring temptation into your life when you relax, when you are not engaged in the battlefield. That is the time that the enemy will take advantage of you. That is the time the enemy will take advantage of me. So I wanted us quickly, again, just to see what happens when one disengages from the battlefield, uh, from this story of David, maybe we will just briefly see a few things that when you disengage from the battlefield, as David did, he was a man who would always lead the battles against the enemies. But this time he decided to disengage from the battlefield. So what would happen if one disengages from the battlefield? I would like to say, number one, uh, you will see that which you think is better than what you already have. You will see uh, that which you will think is better than what you already have. So when your eyes are not engaged in the battlefield of the Lord. When your eyes are not engaged to see and to fight the enemy, uh, you will always see and feel that what you have is maybe inferior to what you don't have. And so here we see David, who was a married man with a wife. We see him, his eyes is seeing Bathsheba and he feels uh, that she's very beautiful. And many times we might always feel that whatever we don't have is much better than what the Lord has already given us. And so that time that you don't engage in prayer, that time that you don't engage in reading the word of God, that time that you don't engage in the things of God in giving and doing all those things, that is the time the enemy will speak with you. That is the time the enemy will show you even maybe other churches. That is the time the enemy will show you even other ways of praying that might not even be very familiar to you and show you that maybe this way is much, much better than what the Lord has already given to you. So when you disengage uh, from the battlefield that the Lord has called you into, the enemy will show you something else. And he will show you that what you are having might not be up to the standard that you might expect. And so you might find when people disengage, that is one of the reasons because they are not engaging their spirit in the things which are spiritual. 
the enemy takes advantage and can even show them how there are better churches, how there are better religions, how there are better ways to do things, how there are better revelations somewhere else, because they are not engaging themselves spiritually. So David, who was a man of battle, here not engaging himself in the battlefield, is now seeing a woman that he feels is better or he can engage in some other activities with rather than what he had already been given. So when we take ourselves off the battlefield, the enemy will show us that what we do not have is better than what the Lord has already given unto us. So here, the devil is making the devil, uh, uh, David, to see Bathsheba and to say she was very beautiful. And now I trust he was comparing with his wives or the other women that he had seen. And so we see him here because he was not engaged in the battle. His eyes went roaming about. And when your eyes start roaming about, when your spiritual eyes are not fixed on that which God has called you for, it will be able to see any other thing and that thing that you will see might not be what God had intended and purposed for you to see. The second thing that I want us to talk of uh, very quickly is that when we are not engaged in the battlefield, uh, we will enter into some troubles. And some of the troubles that we are finding ourselves in today as individuals could have been because we decided not to be engaged in the battlefield. And so the devil took uh, advantage. And I would like to give a very practical example uh, in life whereby you might find maybe somebody is in school and is told, do ABCD, please read. And instead of this person reading, he takes a stroll. He takes his time, you know, you might be a student in college, you might be a pupil in primary school, in a high school, and you find you are supposed to be engaged in the study. But you take your eyes off that and you take your sweet time strolling, going around, lazing and relaxing, thinking that you are in a high place. And so you take off your eyes from that which God has called you to do. At that time, that is the work that God has called a student to do. And so you find later in your life, that particular uh, thing that you ignored, that battle that you didn't engage in, come back to affect your life in the future because you didn't study, so you start struggling much later. So we find here David, uh, because he did not do uh, what he was supposed to do, we find him getting into trouble and we know the trouble that David got into. His family got into trouble. The Lord telling him that whatever he did with Bathsheba was done in secret, but in his house it will be done in public. So some of the things that will happen into us because we do not engage ourselves in the battlefield of the Lord or in the battlefield will come again to trouble our families, trouble our lives, even during our lifetime. And so 
we do not need to disengage from the battlefield because when we disengage, then the things that we don't do now will come back to trouble us. And so some of the troubles that we are going through are because we took off our eyes of the battlefield. And so we avoided prayers, we avoided fasting, we avoided uh, uh, reading the word of God, and we avoided so many things. And we said we need to relax. And so as we were doing that, the enemy took advantage. And so we are struggling maybe today in our lives because we took ourselves off the battlefield where we would engage the enemy with the correct weapons of warfare. And number three, uh, I would like to say that however anointed or strong you feel, uh, when you don't engage uh, in the battlefield, then that small enemy, that small enemy will bring you down. However anointed, however strong you feel, David was a man who had fought many battles and won many battles. He had killed Goliath. He had engaged the Philistines. He had engaged all the enemies of Israel. And he had uh, defeated them. But we see here a small enemy of desire, evil desire, coming to him because he did not go to the battlefield. He decided that he needed to be at home at that particular time. And so because he did not go to the battlefield, because he was relaxing, because he was strolling, because he was sleeping, we see here a small enemy. What would be the desire of the body be compared to Goliath that had stood before uh, David. So however anointed, however strong you feel you are, if you disengage from the battlefield, if you disengage from the battlefield, then that small, the so-called small enemy will bring you down. That small, what you would consider small sin will bring you down. What you would consider small enemy will bring you down. So we need to continuously engage, whether I'm a, a small person, a big person, whether I consider myself to be strong, whether I consider myself to be anointed, I need to continuously be engaged in the battlefield. So irrespective of my status, irrespective of my your status, we need to continuously be engaged in the battlefield because when we are not engaged, then that small, enemy that small sin is what will bring you and bring me down because we will give it room and finally i would like to say that uh, those when we do not go to the battlefield then we cause the death of those who do not deserve to die when we do not go to the battlefield we cause the death of those who do not deserve to die so we see here, if you read that story and continue, you will see that finally David planned for the death of Uriah, who was the husband, to Bathsheba. And so because when you lack to engage in the battlefield, then you can cause the death of those who do not deserve to die. And so sometimes because of our lack of engaging in the spiritual things of God, because we have withdrawn and gone back and gone down, 
we lead others into spiritual death. We lead others into spiritual death because ourselves are not engaged in the battlefield. And so we plan for the death of others so that our desires and us trying to conceal and still show that we are righteous before God, that we are still righteous, we try to conceal and do evil things even though because we have been involving evil and we don't want it to be revealed and be known, we end up leading people who are not supposed to die into their death. And so because we want to still appear spiritual, we conspire and lead others even into their spiritual death. So we see David here uh, finally leading Uriah to his death because he wanted to conceal what he had done. But God who sees what is done in secret revealed what David had done. So we need to stay and be engaged in the battlefield of the Lord. We need to be engaged with the tools, the weapons of warfare that the Lord has given unto us so that that particular enemy that we might consider to be small, that time that we consider we are moving in a successful way, even as a church, we see we are doing this and that and that, and it looks like the church is coming to life. That is the time that we can easily lower our guard and say we are not going to warfare. We are not going to lead the battle. And that is the time that the enemy takes advantage and brings us down using something very small. And so even as it is written in the book of uh, uh, of James chapter 1, verse 15, it says, Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, it leads to death. And so David here conspiring because of the desires that came into his life because he did not engage in the battlefield. This evil desire uh, led and gave birth to sin in the life of David, and it led even into death. And so we need to be very careful that we continuously engage ourselves in the battlefield, in the battlefield. We continuously engage uh, the weapons of warfare that the Lord has given unto us so that we do not uh, fall back and be drawn down because of this particular sin. So in conclusion, I would like us to pray uh, that the Lord will forgive us where we have uh, uh, lowered our guards uh, because uh, of, of maybe the time that we feel we are living in. Maybe in your life you feel, oh, I'm, I'm doing well. And so you find because of that, you say, okay, maybe I can, uh, I, I can just engage in something else uh, because it is the time that maybe, it is the time that you feel you are doing well, you can easily get even involved in corruption because you feel your business is doing well. And so you see another tender and you, you get involved in corruption uh, because you have lowered your guards. You have not stood your ground. And so God desires that we continuously be engaged and be involved in the battlefield. And when we do that, uh, then the Lord will give us victory. Our minds will not wander into other things that are contrary to his will. So let us take time and pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We glorify you and we honor you. 
We pray, O oh Lord, that uh, you forgive us where we have disengaged ourselves, O oh God, from the battlefield for which you have called us, O oh God, where, O oh God, we have disengaged ourselves, O oh God, even from going to church, where we have disengaged ourselves, O oh God, and given many reasons and uh, any many excuses, O oh God, we pray that you forgive us, O oh Lord. Where we have not done the way you require of us, O oh God, we pray that you forgive us, O oh God, where do we disengaged, O oh God, where we were supposed to go into the battlefield and stand with our brethren, leading prayers, oh God, leading fasting, oh God, leading giving, oh God, leading doing many things, oh God, and we have not done it, oh God, and we have lowered our guards. We pray that you forgive us, oh God. So, Father, we come to you. We pray that you cleanse us and wash us, oh God. We pray that you will renew the spirit in us, oh God, that we shall continuously be engaged, oh God, when it is time, oh God, to be in the battlefield battlefield, oh God. We shall not remain behind, oh God. We shall not remain behind, but we shall, oh God, continue, oh Father, to lead in the battlefield. We thank you, Father, and we worship you. We pray, oh Lord, that you cleanse us, oh God. Even when we feel things are going right in our lives, oh God. Even when we are in the spring where we feel we should walk, oh God, and feel like, oh God, things, everything is going right with us, oh God. Lord, that is the time that you require that we continue to engage you in a higher gear because that is the time that the enemy is lacking around our Father. So, Lord, where we have not engaged you in a higher gear, oh, Father, we pray, Lord, that you help us, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. We want to pray, oh, God, for your servants, oh, God, the bishops, the apostles, oh, God, presbyters, oh, God, pastors, evangelists, oh, God, where they might have lowered, oh, God, in the God, oh, Father, because maybe they have felt the churches are doing well oh God and so they have not continued in the battlefield oh Father we pray oh Lord that you raise them one more time oh Lord help us to be strengthened oh God in your presence in the name of Jesus we pray oh Lord even as a country oh God many times we have lowered our guards oh God and have not walked in the ways that you desire of us we pray that you forgive us oh God and restore us oh God Lord we know that in the, although David sinned oh God when he confessed and repented and said, I've sinned. Lord, you said you have forgiven him of his sins, oh God. So Lord, we come to you, oh Father, that you forgive us of our sins, oh God. We pray, oh Lord God Almighty, that you will provide employment, oh God, even for your people, oh Father, that they will not remain, oh God, idle in any way. We pray for the young people, the old, oh God, oh Father, that, oh Father, you will provide employment, oh God, you will find jobs and businesses, and oh God, in ministries where we will be engaged continuously so that we are not lazing around, we are not idling, oh Father, but we will be engaged in productive work, oh Father, that will bring glory and honor unto you. Father, we pray for the nation of Kenya also, oh God, that you will, oh God, lift the standards, oh God, you will provide employment opportunities for our youths, oh God, that, oh God, they will not be idle, oh God, and oh God, our, the minds will not be drifted, oh God, and led into evil desires that will lead into sin and sin, oh God, when it is fully grown, will lead into death, oh God. So we pray, oh God, for the deliverance of your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Lord, we worship you and we adore you. We pray, oh Lord, this 
particular day that if there is anyone listening to us and they have been stuck, oh God, in sin, and they do not know what to do, they will ask God to forgive them of their sins and, oh God, call upon the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Savior. Lord, we pray, oh Father, that the Spirit of God will convict even those people who have not been engaged in the battlefield to defeat the enemy, oh God, and have lowered their guts, oh God. The things that we used to do, that we are no longer doing, oh God, in your kingdom, we pray, oh Lord, that you will forgive us, oh God, and restore us, oh God. So we commit the day, we commit your people unto your Father, that, oh Lord, we will be engaged in the battlefield, oh God, and we shall not remain behind, because you alone, who is our God, is leading us, oh God, even in the battle. We love you, we honor you, we worship you, and we adore you. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. God bless and have a blessed day.